0: The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 today at WinBet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the D-Gen Dance. Our March Madness bankroll contest is back. It's free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes are up for grabs. Plus, we've got our first half under bingo contest going on and are both contests on the SGPN app. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my brother and co-host, Nick Olszak. How are we doing, sir?
1: Doing good, doing good. Uh, just got back from a little week trip from uh, Toronto. A lot of fun. Got to see the Leafs-Oilers play. little Matthews-McDavid action. And it was a pretty good game. The Leafs won 7-4. A lot of goals to be scored. So checked out the Hockey Hall of Fame. There's a bunch of other stuff in Toronto. Outside of that, on the fantasy side, took a W last week um, against the Pitter-Patter Panini. So, hoping, hey, to, uh, car- <laughs> hoping to carry that momentum into uh, this week and playing the second-place team in our league who... Pretty hard team, but hoping to uh, take it uh, home. I went into the playoffs here. And yeah, sitting at a 15 and six record right now. Basically locked up third place. So getting ready for playoffs. And uh, yeah, looking forward to getting into some of these names we can talk about today because I'm going to need some of them. As uh, Andre Svechnikov for my fantasy team just went down for the year. So I need someone to fill his spot. And we'll see if I can find that guy here on the show today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Always tough, you know, recovering from injuries and fantasy. I'm you know, trying to recover from a tough loss last week to Nick, you know, yours truly here. Uh, you were in the driver's seat, you know, pretty much from the get go. So I was, uh, you know, 80 points, 100 points in the rear view by like day two or three. So I didn't really didn't really get too aggressive down the stretch there. Mm hmm. I do have, uh, or I have been more aggressive in the uh, the goalie market. And I've got four starting goalies tonight, Nick. So I'll ask you really quick, who, sh- who should I start? I got uh, Tristan Jari, Vitek Vanasek, Jonathan Quick, or Jacob Markstrom, all starting tonight.
1: Oh, that's an interesting. All green check marks. Um, so you got Vanchek at Tampa, Jari at Montreal, Quick at Philly. Well, Quick is for sure. I would start Jonathan Quick. He hasn't lost with the Knights yet. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a fair move. And then um, I would say Markstrom and Arizona, but honestly, it's hard to tell. Arizona has just been really, really good this year on home ice. Mm-hmm. So Montreal, they're known for weird wins. Yeah, I would go with Markstrom and Quick.
0: Yeah, I went with Jari and Vanasek. Raster's already locked, but just wanted to see what your thoughts were.
1: <laughs> fair enough. I did
0: scoop up uh, Quick and Markstrom. Those are guys that were... Uh, mm-hmm. Still surprised that Markstrom was available, but I get it. Mm-hmm. I under, I, under, I understand. He has been definitely woeful. Uh, I mm-hmm. was the one that originally dropped him. Jonathan Quick also looking good in the in the new dreads, but uh, yeah, went with uh, just what I feel are the better teams. You know, I, I think New mm-hmm. Jersey and uh, Pittsburgh will take care of business tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I was going to say, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, Vanek against Tampa that might not be too bad. Tampa's been bad, bad, bad the last uh, few games here, so yeah, that might uh, pay off and. I was watching that game. He played up against Carolina, a big win. He made some big mm-hmm. saves in that three uh, nothing shutout. Got twenty nine fantasy points. So uh, yeah, maybe he can do it again tonight. And then they've yeah, they've got uh, two home games, the fourteenth and the sixteenth against Tampa. So some good games there.
0: Should be interesting. So we're gonna jump into some trade trade grades here, specifically some you know one at least one guy that we've been talking about, and then some other hot names around the NHL. Uh, Patrick Kane, you know, still on the the trade market for fantasy uh, hockey concern. Wanted to go through some trade grades here, <clears throat> or excuse me, go through some trades to grade here. Uh, first up, Patrick Kane trade uh, side A. We're looking at Patrick Kane, Mark Shifley, and Alexander Georgiev plus Mo Sider for Andre Vasilevsky, Leon Dreisaitl, or Adam Fox? Is that a good deal for trying to acquire Patrick Kane or vice versa, sell him off?
1: Um, I think trying to acquire Patrick Kane, I think it's almost an overpayment for him. I mean, Shifley, he's been really good this year. Georgiev, I think he's been locked down. Sider's starting to pick it Mm up. But at the end of the day, you look at the other side, you've got Vasilevsky, who's been on a little bit of a cold snap, but... He'll he'll bring that back around. He's playing on a pretty good Tampa team. Adam Mm -hmm. Fox, one of the best defensemen in the league, as well as Leon Dreisaitl, who's the number two in the league right now behind, uh, McDavid. So really hard to say there, but I would definitely think, uh, yeah, the Vasilevsky, Dreisaitl and Fox side is definitely on the losing end of this is Patrick Kane. You look at his numbers. He, he could pick it up in New York, but the last few games, I don't really see it. Mark Mm Scheifele, a good piece, but he doesn't compare to, uh, those guys as well and uh Georgiev I think is just almost a little bit of a cherry on top. I think he's been on and off this year Colorado isn't what we expected them to be. They're right now sitting I think like on the first or second wild yeah, I think the first wild card spot. But uh yeah, definitely uh, a weird one here for sure.
0: I I don't hate to move uh, for the side that's acquiring Drysdale and Vasilevsky and Fox. Um that was the person that had uh reached out to me, wanted to get the the trade on the board here for the show. Shout out to you know our Spotify listeners. I feel like the Patrick Kane side is just kind of reaching. I mean, Georgiev has been playing very well recently. He's one of the best goalies across the last month in fantasy hockey. Uh, most side are getting a little bit better. <clears throat> Patrick Kane, obviously, on a better roster in a better situation than he was in Chicago, but you know the return hasn't quite been there just yet for him in New York. You know, the first couple of games, you know, took or took just a little bit of time to warm up through the first couple of games. He has a few games with uh, some points now, but, you know, it's been kind of hot and cold. And, you know, the feedback from the coaching is just that, you know, uh, him and Panarin are really just trying to force a lot of passing. You know, they're trying to create, you know, maybe some chances that are a little bit more risky that may not be there. So I think as things settle down, side A will kind of even this thing out. But I think just getting Leon Dryside and Adam Fox is enough for me. You had mentioned Tampa Bay's struggles recently, so Vasilevsky, I think you're getting it a bit of a cheaper uh, value here. But I like side B here, Vasilevsky dry side on Adam Fox. Uh, but that was one in, uh, listener trade that we wanted to get in here. Um, you know, we've been talking about Patrick Kane, you know, quite a bit here the past several shows. So I had a few of uh, his trades in my inbox. Uh, next up, we have <clears throat> you know a couple of guys that have been. You know, buzzing. We'll say you know they've been top five in fantasy hockey across the past month, and wanted to give you some you know potential offers or comparisons that are being you know conducted in fantasy hockey to maybe either sell these guys if you you know feel like they're they fit their ceilings and they're you know their bubbles are about to burst, or if you're ready to still you know buy in on their production. So first up, we have Dawson Mercer, who has the fourth most fantasy points in the last 30 days. He has nine goals, ten assists, and is a plus five in the last month he has 15 points in his last 10 games played. A couple of highlighted tr- trades here Nick. What do you think about Dawson Mercer for Alexander Barkov?
1: Oh, that's an interesting one cuz on one side you have Mercer who's playing on this first line in uh New Jersey doing really mm-hmm. well playing with sure and Tatar and yeah, he like I think he was on like a 10 game point streak or something. It was, there was a lengthy amount of points he was getting on the other mm-hmm. side of this. You've got a Barkoff who's the face of, uh, that team. But, um, as a whole right now, I think I would have to go with, uh, Dawson Mercer. Honestly, the kid's yeah. been buzzing right now. And, um, yeah, nothing really else you can say. Just looking at his numbers, he went like goals in one, two, three, four, five, five games in a row. Took a couple of steps back with, uh, Game with an assist, goal, then another assist, playing again tonight here. Didn't have a point in uh, the game against Carolina uh, in the 3 nothing win, but you're going to see that sometimes. You get those close games, and everyone's going to be able to get on the score sheet. But, yeah, this mm-hmm. Mercer kid, he is uh, something else. And playing on a better team, too, that Florida team that Barkov is on. They are uh, not as uh, hot as you would say right now uh, going right. down the stretch, and uh, New Jersey is kind of sitting at the top of the standings. And when I take a look here at uh, – Barkov's numbers um, I mean he is ranked higher in fantasy but the consistencies throughout the year he just hasn't been there ranked 81 so far I expected mm-hmm. uh guy like Barkov to be like a top 50 you know center uh, or top 50 player. sorry in fantasy and he is not living up to that expectation this year so yeah I would definitely roll through hot hand with uh, Mercer on this one
0: Right, exactly. and I mean, Mercer's the clear winning side on this trade. I, and I think the kind of the whole point to make in something like this, you know bringing up this example is you know Barkov, you're getting that little bit of name value in the in the trade. you know you might be able to get on somebody that's you know potentially sleeping on this Dawson Mercer production because oh, you know, it's not a sexy name, it's Dawson Mercer, and oh yeah, sure, the devils are good, but they have a bunch of people that can score uh Dawson Mercer has been leading the way for them for the past month I think he's a great you know buy low candidate you know heading into your fantasy playoffs again has a little bit of lesser name value seeing something like this up on the trade boards on Yahoo I thought was just very surprising and the other one was Dawson Mercer and Tyler Toffoli for Philip Forsberg and Andre Kuzmenko Philip Forsberg is on IR we don't expect him to come back do we Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't think that uh he's gonna make his way back in the year. Nashville's kind of taking a step back mm. this year. And yeah, one of those pieces of that is Forsberg not playing and you get Kuzmenko on the other side, just a waiver wire guy. I really don't know what mm. uh this guy's doing here on this one.
0: Yeah, I thought that one was really interesting. Um Kuzmenko must love him. Mm. Uh any other examples that you wanted to to cover on Dawson Mercer as a buy low candidate?
1: Um, nothing really, yeah. Just definitely, uh, someone like he, he might even, even for a while he was available on the waiver wire, but you know, mm. at his roster rate right now, he could very well be sitting there in some leagues. You know, there's might be a couple out there where you might be able to snag him up sitting at 72% rostered, so there might be a couple leagues you can grab him in, but yeah, definitely uh, a lot of trade value too. And uh, I think personally, if I was trying to trade, uh, and mercer and i was on the other hand to this i would want to get a defenseman or a goaltender i think they have a lot mm-hmm. more value in fantasy especially on the daily formats because uh they just bring more to the table with a forward though you can kind of just swap them out they're really interchangeable you have forwards on your bench but with defensemen you usually don't have bench spots for your defensemen and i know i've seen a lot of teams you'll get you know a couple good guys and you'll roll mm-hmm. you know three two defensemen i remember the one year you ran uh Shay theodore and alec martinez for about the whole year because there was just no one else good out there and so i think definitely trying to acquire him a good defenseman was definitely gonna have to be involved for me personally
0: yeah th- those days have, are over i'm not i'm not quite striking gold uh like i used to with the defenseman because yeah that was that was just literally just hitting on the th- you know three top 10 guys and not needing anybody mm-hmm. else like you know that's mm-hmm. what you need to do so yeah, those days are long over. Have, hasn't happened in a couple of years now. <laughs> um, next up on the list here we have is Clayton Keller. He has the fifth most fantasy points in fantasy hockey across the last month, including eight goals, 13 assists, and is a plus five with 16 points recorded in his last 10 games. First one up, I feel like this is kind of similar to the Barkov situation. Clayton Keller straight up for Jack Eichel. I, I think Ke- Keller is a clear answer there.
1: Yeah, I think Keller's the clear answer. And while he's on a bad team, and the Coyotes are on as good as the Knights by any means, he plays more of a role there, I think. And number one, I would say, honestly, is he's healthier. I know Jack Eichel has struggled with injuries. I think he, a couple times he's been in and out of the lineup this year. Keller mm-hmm. has played every game this year. One thing to take a look at. And he just has more of an effect on that roster. While you look at a team like Vegas, you've got guys like Riley Smith, Chandler Stevenson, Jonathan Marsh- mm-hmm. or so Ivan Barbashev have now Um, that could kind of offset Eichel's production when he's slow. But um, on Arizona, like down the stretch, you really don't have anybody that could really offset Clayton Keller. If he is off, I know Keller. He's just about point a game on the season this year. And, yeah, definitely uh, a winner in my books. And caught a little bit of the Arizona-Minnesota game on Sunday night. Looked really good in that. And, uh, yeah, definitely someone that I would want on my fantasy team personally over uh, Jack Eichel. And the other thing is, too, looking at it, Keller is left right wing. Well, I believe Eichel is just a center, and Mm -hmm. so that brings some value. You know, play uh, Keller on both sides. While uh, there's a lot of centers out there, the market for them is uh, pretty large, so I would definitely go with Keller on this one.
0: Coyotes are not going uh, into the end of the season quiet. That is for certain. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got a couple of coyotes listed uh, for the waiver wire conversation as well. Clayton Keller, not going to be in that conversation, but if you can get him in a nice buy-low offer, you know, nice little Mm -hmm. end-of-the-season trade, I definitely like it. Uh, Definitely the clear winner between him and Jack Eichel. Another straight-up trade there uh, that I really like in favor of Keller is Clayton Keller for Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly now in a much better situation playing with Toronto, but he's also been on and off the injury report. I'm going to assume that you're going to agree there as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree for sure. I think actually... They moved O'Reilly to LTIR uh, just recently, I believe, with a broken Dang, okay. finger, and so he's not going to be out of the lineup. And so, I mean, if you get this, if you got this done, you know, right when that trade happened, power mm-hmm. to you, because uh, yeah, O'Reilly's done for the year, and that just kind of sucks for the Leafs going out, moving all that uh, capital to get a guy like that just from the suffer a mm-hmm. uh, broken finger and uh, take him out for the season.
0: The other one I think included your boy uh, uh, Shves- Shveshnikov.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, rest in peace, Savetchnikov.
0: Well, yeah, whoever did that deal also won out. That was Clayton Keller, Falk, and Liney for your boy, Flurry, and uh, Cole Perfetti. That would have been another huge win. So that's another mm-hmm. tough one. All right, last guy up here we have is Tim Stutzel. I'm not a big fan of his, but he has the third most fantasy points across the last month, including 10 goals, 12 assists and is a plus seven. He has 12 points in his last 10 games, so he slowed down a little bit, you know, as far as, like, production across the last 30 days, but he's been playing very well, um, you know, as reported before, playing on that top line with uh, Stutzel and, um, or I'm sorry, to Chuck and Batherson. He's Tim Stutzel. Again, I'm not a big fan of his, but I feel like the value right now, you're not really going to get much better. Like, I'm seeing some of these trades, uh, you know, Braden Point for Stutzel, tevo tara for tim stutzel you know alex ovechkin i know it doesn't sound great in comparison but ovechkin isn't putting up the same level of fantasy production as tim stutzel right now not Mm -hmm. even close in comparison and even bo horvat uh any one of those trades that you prefer to pull off over another uh, the ones that i just listed there for for uh big timmy s
1: um personally if i was on the bo horvat side i would want to get rid of him i personally have bo horvat He's been a little bit of a veteran on the squad been here probably about a month and a half now, but um, his, he's one of those guys where his uh, production is really inconsistent and he's really hard to drop because he's got 36 goals on the year. He's ranking uh, 39 in fantasy. And so if I'm on the Horvat side, I definitely want to get it done. But in mm-hmm. terms of a return, looking at some of these options, um, I would have said, you know, Svechnikov, if he was still there, but that wouldn't happen. I think Alex Ovechkin, like you mentioned, his fantasy production just hasn't been there down the stretch in fantasy this year. And um, while he is still Ovechkin, he brings a lot of that name brand value and you could pull off a trade with that. I just don't think uh, it'll really get done there. And he's kind of having, he's not having a bad season, but I know he's been having been able to have better seasons and on a struggling Washington team if you're on the other side of any of these deals and you can get a guy like Stutzel in your lineup I would definitely do it
0: yeah absolutely a very good buy low candidate just based on name value again the production has been a little bit lower more so recently 12 points in just his last 10 games but he's had you know 22 total points across the last 30 days and he's a plus seven across the last month which is a lot more impressive because for most of the year he was closer to you know negative eight, negative 10. Mm-hmm. So definitely an improvement on his part and that top line in Ottawa. Um, all power to him. Like I said, I'm not a big fan, but uh, you know, give credit where credit is due. Uh, we're going to be right back after a quick word from our sponsors and we're going to break into some waiver wire conversations. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During the WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. There are so so many ways to bet on the big dance, so sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. That's limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700.
1: We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is heating up for March Madness. College pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfancy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfancy.com, promo code SGPN.
0: All right. And we're back. We're talking fantasy hockey waiver wire. First up a nod to a previous episode is Mr. Jason Zucker. He was on a goal streak our last time around and he has kept it buzzing. He has goals in eight out of his last 11 games and he's averaging 3.2 shots on goal through his last 10 games. What are your thoughts on the Zuck? 41% rostered still pretty available.
1: Yeah, pretty available for sure. And plus 11 in the last day. So that's going up. People are getting the word of Mr. Zucker here playing on that second line with uh, Gino Malkin and Alex Nylander. And um, yeah, he's getting time on the second unit on the power play with Jeff Carter and Brian Rust. So definitely a lot to like there with uh, him. And you just mentioned his goals. it's they've been there. He's putting the puck in the back of the net, getting the ice time, getting around, you know, 16, 18 minutes a night. Don't hate it. Definitely uh, a buy option here for sure. Nothing else to really uh, put on that.
0: No, he's been great. He is now tied, I believe, his second highest point total in his career, having a great season. And again, just a nod to a previous episode, you know, our thoughts were hey, you know, ride him until he gives you a reason not to. If you took that advice, you know, you've been in a pretty uh, good position this past couple of weeks. So keep riding him again until the wheels fall off. You know, maybe if you get a stretch of three or four games where you get no production and you're starting to get a little bit desperate, you know, I could see it. But if you're also in a good position in the standings, I think he could be a very good stash, you know, for your fantasy playoffs. If, you know, the rest of the schedule, you know, it really isn't very circumstantial, you know, he's someone that I would definitely want to hold on to to see how he plays out. It should be noted that he does not have any assists in his last 11 games, but again, he has eight goals. So. Those are kind of big deals. There's only three games in his last uh, 11 where he hasn't scored. He still scored goals in four straight games as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Next up, uh, Arizona Coyote number two, uh, Barrett Hayton. Uh, Nick, you have him rostered right now. Is it just coming off the uh, the big game up against Minnesota?
1: Um, I would say that. I watched. I was again watching that game and uh, looked really good in that, playing with Clayton Keller on that first line with mm-hmm. uh, him and Brett Ritchie. Love, lot to like there. I like that line for sure. In Arizona, I think Barrett Hayden, the younger guy, definitely getting his opportunity now. And, uh, yeah, I figured you got a little bit of a home stretch here. You've got Calgary, Vancouver, and Chicago. And so I figured I would capitalize on this while I can because uh, this Arizona team, that's something about them playing at home. I believe they're 17-11-5 and five at home this year. A lot to nice. like with that. While on the road, they just struggle it just must be something playing in that smaller barn that uh, these players can't get down with. But somehow they're pulling off hockey games at home. And, uh, yeah, definitely a lot to like here on Arizona. And uh, on the betting side, you know, might not look like it, but Arizona on home ice brings some value to the table. So definitely another thing to consider with them. But, yeah, I definitely like Barra Hayden. Got him in tonight against Calgary. Like that Mm -hmm. matchup again on home ice for the Coyotes. So uh, hopefully to ride this one out and uh, get some more production out of him.
0: I have the Coyotes money line tonight. I think it's like mm-hmm. plus 210 or plus 240 or something like that. So I am right there with you. They've just been a team that's played, you know, down the stretch, like they're, they're not going away. Um, mm. Canadians, I think they've dropped like seven or eight. You know, there's just some of these teams that just refuse to stop, Uh, you know, giving a shit, plain and simple. All right, third and last Arizona Arizona Coyote on the list. Have I gone too far? Lawson, Kraus, what do you think? I also agree with Hayden, by the way. Five goals, uh, five assists in his last nine games. Lots of love here.
1: Yeah, I like Lawson Kraus, too. Um, not as available as Hayden, uh, 21% rostered here. Mm-hmm. Um, down the stretch here, uh, he didn't really do anything in the game against Minnesota, But, you know, with the game going overtime, got 21 minutes of ice time. The ice time as a whole has been there, you know, riding around 16, 18 minutes a night. And -hmm. for a guy like him, that's pretty good. Um, Playing on the second line with Matthias uh, Michelli and Jack Bain, as well as on the second power play unit with Michelli and Bain, or McBain, sorry. And so a lot to uh, like here. And, yeah, again, we mentioned Arizona's on home ice. And guys in their top six are going to be readily available in fantasy. So any one of these guys I could you could get on and have room for on your roster, I would definitely uh, get them for sure in Lost And Lawson Cross. I would definitely throw in that discussion of someone who could produce in these next few home games because <clears throat> we know Calgary. They're on and off. You know, they've been on lately, but you never know going to this barn here. Right. You got Vancouver there. have just been a hot mess. And then you've got our Blackhawks. So. I think they could take two or three of these games, and uh, yeah, these guys could produce.
0: I will ride with Barrett Hayton. I think that Lawson Krause is maybe asking a little bit too much, you know, going mm-hmm. into the the second group of the Arizona Coyotes. I don't know if I want to get too uh, too desperate there. I like what Barrett Hayton's putting down. Like I said, five goals, five assists in his last nine. Kraus just two goals, three assists in his last six games. It's nice, but it, good, but not great, right? Hayton's getting Hayton. Uh, Hayton is getting the puck to the net with more frequency. He's averaging three shots on goal through his last nine. So, again, like you mentioned, they're both both readily available. I'll take Hayton over uh, Kraus. All right, next up we have uh, another couple of guys that you actually picked up, Nick. Uh, Dylan Strom and Van Riemsdyk. Talk me through those additions that you uh, that you went through.
1: Yeah, so with uh, TVR here, just inked a new deal, and since then he's been playing really well. he got three points in the last two games with a goal and an assist, and I really like his ice time too. You know, hovers around uh, 23, 20 minutes a night. Um, a couple of games ago he actually hit 27 minutes, so a lot to like there, you know. With these uh, moves coming recently in Washington, you know, John Carlson coming out of the lineup and whatnot, he's been one of those guys on that right side that's moved up, and he's doing really well playing on that first pair with Rasmus Sandin, and as well as the second power play unit with Craig Smith, so a lot to like there. He gets the shots on goal, you know, getting around three, four shots a game, and uh, he gets a lot of blocks, too. You're looking two, three, usually around that range for blocks. And so he gets a lot of points that way as well as on the plus minus he's not hurting you. So I figured tonight up against uh, at New York against the Rangers, I like this addition. And I think he'll affect the team in a good way. And then uh, on the other side of the t- uh, spectrum, you have Dylan Strom, who honestly mm-hmm. I just didn't see anyone else I liked. I liked uh, his numbers down the stretch. Was He got points in one, two, three, four, five, six, six of his last seven. Don't mm-hmm. love it, don't hate it. The ice time really isn't there. I'd prefer to be higher in some of these games, you know, where he's sitting around 13, 14 minutes a night, but that's expected when he's playing on the third line with uh, Timothy Jimothy and Joe Snively. And so, yeah, hopefully uh, that little add drop option of uh, Dylan Strom works out as he was only 24% rostered in Bane Reemsdyke I'm hoping he works out because. He will be available if his production does go up, too, as he's only 5% rostered.
0: Yeah, both are readily available. I really don't dislike either move because both of them are playing very well right now. Strom, four goals, six assists through his last seven. Van Riemsdyk, just one goal and three assists through his last seven games, but he's also uh, hitting the net quite a bit. 3.4 shots on goal his last seven. Uh, these are you know, speculative ads. I don't think that they're going to be long-term value just because I don't love the Capitals long-term for the rest of the season. They've been high. They've been low. Um, yeah, yeah, they're mostly just trading games, actually. They had a big win up against San Jose, 8-3, to but then they followed up with two losses up against uh, L.A. and New Jersey, one at home and one on the road. Strom clicking. Van Riemsdyk, not bad. Helps out that Orlov's not there. Gives them a, maybe a few more offensive opportunities, I feel like. So, yeah, I I would say to go ahead and pick him up if if you're, uh, you know, like in Nick's situation, like you said, just, you know, don't have anyone else, you know, that's giving you those good vibes on the waiver wire. Uh, Next up we have is Nino Niederreiter. Three goals, three assists in his last six games. What are your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, I really like the situation that he's in when he came over to Winnipeg. I personally thought that he was going to be kind of like a second, third line guy, but they are plugging him right in that first line with Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley. As well as on the first power play unit with Wheeler and Shifley, so a lot to like there. The production's been there. Um, I think, yeah, he's only had one game since he's uh, joined the new team, where he hasn't had a point. So definitely love that for sure. The ice times there, not a lot much more to say. Definitely a, a home run here. Yeah, another guy that's
0: averaging at least three shots on goal through his last six games. Maybe look at that on your uh, on your sports book. Maybe getting some props in with WinBet. Playing on that top line, like you said, with Connor and Shifley, lots to like just getting top line minutes, you know, new face in a new place. Good situation there, like Nick said, only hasn't recorded a point in his new home in just one game. So, yeah, good situation up there. The offense with Winnipeg has been solid, too. You know, they haven't scored less than uh, two goals in a game since February 26th. That was the last time they scored less than two goals in a game. Uh, since then, you're looking at five, three, seven, two, two, five, three. So, yeah, they've been a little bit more electric recently. Look out for uh, Nito rider 31% rostered, should be available. I'm going to pay one more quick bill here, and we'll be back with our uh, final waiver wire fantasy hockey candidates. Uh, We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Happens to all of us. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, and we're back. Our next guy up is Mr. Akira Schmid of the New Jersey Devils. Is the ground falling on Vanasek uh, around him here? I mean, I'm I'm plugging him in tonight, hoping for him to bounce back. But, uh, you know, Akira Schmid's been looking really good recently, Nick. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I like him, and I think he's just going to be one of those guys that's a good streaming option to get in whenever Vanasek's not starting because I know – I think they had some goalie issues, you know, with injuries. You know, the last couple weeks, but they've uh, got check back in the net against Tampa and he got that shutout against Carolina. But def- definitely don't hate this option here because, you know, they do have Jonathan Bernier and Mackenzie Blackwood on the IR moving uh Schmid uh, up the depth chart here. And so he's playing behind a really good New Jersey team and uh, it's showing here with wins and was this one, uh, yeah, one, two, four of his last five. Um, yeah, eight wins on the year, a 191 and a 927, definitely a lot to love from a backup goaltender here. And, um, when he's in the net, I would definitely plug him in for sure. Cause he has been very solid, uh, for the Devils this year.
0: Yeah. If you're strapped at goalie, Akira Schmidt should definitely be at the top of your to-do list on the fantasy hockey waiver wire. I've uh, been playing very well recently. Like I said, you know, Nick had, Nick had highlighted three wins in the last five, now, he did also have a shutout at the end of February, but he also has a couple of games with just two goals or less really like what I'm seeing out of him filling in. And especially if you're strapped in your own Vanasek, he would definitely be someone to target as well. Uh, just the devils in general have been really good. They've only dropped uh, two games, I believe out of their last eight. So they're absolutely a, a great team to target for, uh, you know, just goalies in general. If you somehow you know wanted to buy low on Vanasek or he was available, both of those guys would be uh, great targets. All right. Next up we have, uh, Guinea Dadunov, now of the Dallas Stars, still only 7% rostered, which is you know, a little puzzling to me. He's got uh, three goals, five assists in his last eight games, and he's a plus seven. Uh, am I seeing something that other people aren't? I don't get it. Or other way around?
1: Yeah, it's uh, really surprising he's only 7% rostered because the production's been there. Um, he's only, uh, what, like two games or three games since he's uh, joined the team where he hasn't had a point. And since he's joined the team, he's been uh, pretty solid playing on the second power play, Ryan Suter, as well as the second line with Wyatt Johnston and Jamie Benn. So a lot to like there with him. And, yeah, 7% roster is just crazy. I really don't understand it. They've got this uh, long road trip that started on March 9th that they wrap up on the 18th where they played Buffalo. He uh, came out big. Seattle Mm -hmm. didn't have a bad game. Seattle again. Then uh, um, you play Vancouver tonight on the road edmonton calgary before heading back home on the 21st against the kraken so maybe that's it maybe they're scared of like these you know west coast teams or something i i couldn't tell you but definitely someone uh you should get on for sure plays top six minutes Could i would like the minutes to be a little higher you know he's around that 13 14 minutes and i would like to see a guy like hit him around 15 16 but mm-hmm. uh definitely a lot to like here with uh dead nov you know new plays, new face playing a lot better here with uh, the dallas stars
0: yeah he's he's looking good in new in the new dreads. I like the move by the Dallas stars. great for them. much better for fantasy. I just wish uh, the community would uh, get behind me on this one. It's a pretty easy grab if you ask me. like you said, playing top uh, top six minutes alongside Wyatt Johnston and Jamie Ben. Jamie Ben's been a fantasy darling this season. I can't imagine that Dadanov's gonna do anything to slow him down or not be able to feed off of his game in a positive way. So definitely add him up. like we said, seven percent rostered kind of uh, inexcusable at this point. Uh, Another one that just seems kind of glaring is uh, Thomas Novak. I know the production has been a little bit sporadic here, but across his last eight games, or I'm sorry, last 11 games, he has six goals and eight assists for the Nashville Predators. He's running their top line as their center. He's top line uh, center on the power play. Uh, I don't get this one. I mean, is this just people sleeping at the wheel? Everybody realizes Nashville's done. Like they, they feel like a team that's like packed it up. Like, Actually, they've won back-to-back games. What am I talking about, man? These see these teams, man. They just never get it when mm-hmm. do, when they need to lose. No one likes Connor mm-hmm. Bedard, apparently.
1: <laughs> yeah, something with his toe drag release or something. Not, not enough to just purposely lose games, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why Chicago is doing a good job of that, but yeah, with Tommy Novak here, um, production's been not too bad. You mentioned playing on the first line; he's like the guy now, basically. You know, they moved Matthew Shane over the wing for. Rest of the season, you've got Forsberg out, Ryan Johansson out, some big names there in the offense, and uh, Novak stepping up, playing that first-line role. And generally in fantasy, <clears throat> no matter what team uh, they're on, usually getting a guy that's on the first line, the first power play, going to have some benefit, and it's showing here in his recent production. While it's a little sporadic, I do still think it's definitely worth uh, noting for sure. And yeah, definitely someone I would cautiously buy in on. I like the schedule coming up with detroit chicago and winnipeg at home but i just don't know if it would be a long term so yeah i would definitely cautiously buy on uh novak
0: should be very easy to do at just seven percent rostered so i don't think you're going to expose yourself to a ton of risk there's only been two games in his last 11 where he's recorded, you know, less than a point, you know, like where he's gone negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these games, he's you know, coming close to double digits or, you know, putting up five to six. So I like what I'm seeing out of him. Uh, seems like an easier one. This next one may not seem as easy, but, you know, I'm a big fan. You know, I may not like Tim Stutzel, but I love me some Mason Marchman. Three goals, three assists, you know, his last five games. It's nothing crazy, but, you know, I'm a fan.
1: Mm. Yeah, Call nothing. Not I to would pick him up. Yeah, nothing I would really buy in on right now. I think his production's been very sporadic. I think, especially when he was in Florida, he those were the days for I know your fantasy team. He yeah. would get he was getting back-to-back hat tricks. I think that's yeah. how you beat me one week was a Mason Marchment back-to-back hat trick. It was uh, three hat
0: tricks. It was Mason Marchmont, Mika Zabanajad, Mason Marchment.
1: I just couldn't win that week, but yeah, with Marchment just not I mean, looking good as of late, but down the stretch, only uh 12 tucks on the campaign here. Um, I think there's better guys out there than him. He's playing on the third line right now with Max Domi and Ty DeLandria. I think that could be a better third line. Um, I know Domi, he, he's made a couple of good plays happen, but uh, nothing really notable on the fantasy side down the stretch. He's on the second power play too with Marchmont and Johnston. But just, I think there's better guys personally. I love, love the kid, but I think there's better options for sure, as we've talked about uh, previously in the show.
0: No, that's the correct answer. I'm just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, always got a hard on for Mason Marchman, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. doing some positive things, you know, so far this mm-hmm. month. So, buddy's having a good March, you know, mm-hmm. a nice Marchment, if you will. So, <laughs> we'll see what he uh, continues to do. Twenty four percent roster, though he's higher than you know, Thomas Novak, getting Dadanov on the same roster. Just very interesting. Uh, people still, uh, you know, following that uh, production from last year, it looks like. I'm not the only one. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Next up, uh, Philip Grubauer, a little bit more uh, readily available as of recently. We've been, you know, calling his number these past, uh, these past episodes, but he had a, a bit of a dip. You know, he had one four straight. Now he's lost two straight. He's still there. He's still available at 37% rostered. Uh, I'm just gonna say the team's you know on a little bad run. I'm 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 not giving up on Grubauer yet. I still say he's the guy to own there in Seattle. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think right now this is almost the best thing for him because you know his value is gonna depreciate, and you can get him you know in a lower ownership, or you know whether you're trying to move for him in this tighter league, you're trying to trade for him. Definitely gonna lose some value, so like that for him. I know they took a tough loss with Jones in the net against Dallas, um, five to two the other night. So definitely going to lose value for both the goalies on that end. But yeah, Grubauer, definitely someone I would still hold out hope on. The Kraken this year have been phenomenal, exceeding all expectations. So I definitely think down the stretch, Grubauer could be a stash. And uh, when he is starting, you he's been solid. You know, you can't let a couple of uh, bad games determine, you know, the whole season on a guy. And I think down the stretch, he's been really good and definitely someone that's uh, worth taking a look at.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like we said, he's been the guy for them, you know, more so recently down the stretch. He's the one that I trust more over Martin Jones. And again, I just think this is a a bit of a dip by the Kraken. They're not a great team on defense. This is going to happen here and there. You know, they had one, I think it was at five or six straight before these last three losses. So just riding the ebbs and flows of their of their team. I'm still uh, very confident in Grubauer, and I'll gladly pick him up at the 37 percent roster. All right. A couple more here. and We're going to head out. Uh, next guy up, Casey DeSmith. Uh, another very good backup opportunity here, kind of uh, similar to Akira Schmid. He's won three out of his four last starts. Tristan Jari, hey, I'm starting him tonight, but he hasn't been as good. He's just been less consistent, less of himself more so recently. This is just an- another situation where I like targeting the backup who's, you know, getting a little bit of a hot hand. Any objections here?
1: No, no objections. He's got the hot hand as a backup. And, uh, being, just you have to time it right, you know. Don't pick him up when he's not starting. You know, when he is starting, definitely always a good option. You know, with the Pittsburgh Penguins based on the matchups. And one thing to note this week that I think is crazy: they played the Rangers on Saturday, and then they played them on the 16th and the 18th. So you're looking, you know, three games in a week against the Rangers. Definitely something to uh, note there. I'd imagine he'll get one of those starts for sure. He might even uh, get the start up against Montreal at home. Could very well see that, so definitely, I uh, no objections to this, but just keep a, a one eye open for him, um, making sure you get him in when he's starting and not uh, miss that green check mark.
0: Right. Have some nuance, have some strategy to it. You know, if you're in a waiver league and you need to get that in now, by all means, go ahead. If it's a daily roster type of league, then for sure, you know, you just wait till that that green check mark comes by and go ahead and scoop him up. And lastly, to close the show, like any good show will do. Just a friendly reminder that we are an anti-Jordan Binnington podcast. He's won one start out of his last nine. Drop him, cut him, trade him, get rid of him. Sixty-nine percent rostered still to this day.
1: Says so he stinks. He's uh not he's, yeah. There's I think the only reason that people might hang on to him is because he starts a lot, and in some leagues you need a minimum amount of goalie appearances, and so maybe you just don't touch your fancy team, and you're just like, yeah, let me throw this guy in there but this guy can't even save a word document this year um, just on the struggling Blues team nothing to love here with uh, Bennington whatsoever I could yeah just, no just get this guy out of here
0: one win out of his last mm-hmm. nine starts it, just just keeping it simple he has mm-hmm. uh, three games in, in that amount of time where he's gone over double digit fantasy points excuse me There's mm-hmm. four. there's four there's four games and only one of those games
1: he won I mean, this,
0: The Blues are bad. They stink. He stinks. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the Blues
1: team, they've got some stuff up front. You know, they bring in Verona, Kappen, and You're trying Nevich at center, Braden Shen, Thomas Kyrie. Like, they've got guys, but they defensively, they're just not there right now. You know, you yes, got so. Nick Letty leading the top pair. Um, That's not good. Know, That's not a good yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the goaltending just cannot back it up, and, yeah. Like I said, can't even save a Word document. And it's crazy to me how he's still a nice uh, percent rostered right now at 69%. And that people just hold on to this guy. It just doesn't make sense. He's only going to hurt you.
0: Yep. Name value and just bad starts. I mean, uh, there's more meaningful starts on your waiver wire, I, I mm. assure you. Uh, Akira Schmidt and Casey DeSmith are good places to start. I guarantee you there's someone else. Uh go trade for Philip Gustafson, you know, because, mm. you know, people still think that, you know, Flurry is going to do stuff for the rest of the season. Gustafson's been like, you know, the top three fantasy goalie the, the the last month. So there's mm-hmm. tons of options out there. That's what we're trying to get across. But again, always like to end in a good episode on, you know, poo-poo on Jordan Bennington because he sucks. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all we got uh, for this episode. Take care, be well, be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. Later.